Welcome to the Healthcare Marketing Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to providing effective marketing strategies for dentists, independent physicians, and multi-location medical practices. Far too many doctors struggle to establish their brand online and consistently increase their new patient appointments. Join Lamar Hull of MedRank Interactive as he interviews marketers, doctors, and healthcare professionals who share proven healthcare marketing secrets. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthcare Digital Marketing Podcast. I'm Lamar with MedRank Interactive, and this is Avi Kumar. We'll get into his story and his background. I'm excited about this opportunity to interview Avi and really just learn about his experiences in the digital marketing space. Um, also with the kind of the Google ads industry. Um, he's got a lot of wealth of knowledge and experiences. And so excited about, you know, having him on the Healthcare Digital Marketing Podcast. So Avi, as we, we get into this conversation, just tell the audience, you know, a little bit about your, your background. We'd love to learn more about. Also, I think you did, you've done some summits with uh, like alongside with Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. I think those are pretty interesting. So if you could just give us some background information, insights on your marketing agency, um, what you do from a kind of a Google ads management standpoint, and then also just love to get, you know, give some more groundwork on your, your experiences and background. Yes, certainly. Thank you, Lamar. So uh, we uh, are Invisible PPC, uh, and the invisible name is there for a reason. We are white label service, which means our clients are not the end clients. Those are actually other marketing agencies. So we do, uh, uh, behind the scenes, we work on Google ads uh, for our clients. And uh, even though it is invisible, some of our agency clients do bring us in, in the meetings at times, so just to be clear. But the main idea is we are the experts, so they're bringing in as experts to do that. And, and uh, our Google ads are, even though we, being a Google ads agency, we kind of do all kind of Google ads, but I, if there was an area we specialize in, I would say these are the local service businesses, which means it's the healthcare is definitely a local service business. It could be lawyers, legal, uh, and uh, uh, even HVAC and others, which are where the business is local, where you need the foot traffic, somebody actually visiting the clinic or coming to your service space. Those are a lot, uh, we do a lot more of those. And one of the reasons is those are the services which actually work very well on Google Ads because people are looking for those things, right? And they want to go to a doctor. They want to know uh, which doctor to go to or which, you know, which, which auto shop to go to. So they work very well with Google Ads. That's what we've been doing. We've been doing this for, just over 10 years now. So oh, the wow. agency has been around doing it for a long time. And as a result, we have, a, you know, we have managed over $165 million of ad budget, have, wow. you know, tens of thousands of clients over a period. So, so a, a lot of experience that way and have learned and moved with the, as Google, Google has changed, we have changed with it and uh, uh, been throughout a Google partner. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what we do. And, uh, and we, we pride in the fact that our, we can tell our clients, which is our agencies, upfront that what to expect in the results, which mm. in the marketing world is sometimes hard, right? Like, hey, right. how many leads will we get? How much will happen? Right. We have so much data that we can tell, okay, you're this kind of a doctor, for this kind of money, you can expect so many leads. 
Right. So that's uh, one of our uh, things just comes with the experience, having so much data behind it. Uh, that's awesome. Thank, thank you for sharing, uh, Avi. So just for the audience, can you explain what white labeling means? Just for, let's say, someone who doesn't know what white labeling means, can you kind of uh, describe that? Sure. So the white label actually comes from manufacturing industry, the term where if you go to a store shelf of, if you're in Texas, um, there you can see the same jam or marmalade, which is sometimes named by after HEB. It's really made in the same factory by somebody famous. So the white labeling comes, you get a label, you put your own stamp on it. That's yeah. where the general concept is from manufacturing. But the idea here is that you can take somebody else's product, put your brand on it, and you sell it under your umbrella. So in this case, the white labeling means is the agencies who are, uh, it's little, I would say it's, it's called white labeling in this, in this easier to explain maybe, but really it's much more of a partnership because agencies are not just putting their brand on. They have to do a lot of work. Actually, yeah. they have to, you know, manage the relationship, figure out the strategy, what is needed by the client, all that gets done there. And they, then they come to us and say, this doctor, this location, this is what they need. These are their goals. This is what it is now you guys go and do the Google ads to produce that and what can be done. Right. So, so that's so the white labeling is a, uh, the invisible, maybe the partner, you don't know who is behind the scenes. Uh, actually in the manufacturing industry, sometimes the label will say manufactured by read right. it'll yeah. actually show the name of the actual <laughs> yeah. company manufactured. So in our case, some clients will share if they decide to and say, oh, we're working with invisible PPC because there is sometimes the advantage by bringing us in by name. We have, pretty good name in the industry. Right. So, oh, yeah, those guys are the experts. Or some uh, some clients say, okay, you just do the work and we'll manage everything. Absolutely fine. You know? Gotcha. So, okay. that, that's awesome. So when it comes to, I guess, uh, to your point about results, right? And being yeah. able to, you know, really define what the result can be based on the specialty, you know, as it relates to, you know, the healthcare space or that doctor or the budget they're going to be willing to spend. Um, like in terms of like truly meeting those benchmarks, like how happy are your agencies and then how like happy do you hear that their clients are by just running Google ads? Because we, as we both know, right, with Google ads, you're paying for placement. So you're, you could be at the top of Google tomorrow versus, you know, running your SEO campaigns that may take, you know, six, nine, 12 months, whatever that is to get you at the top of Google, you can show up at the top in the local three pack as well as above the uh, three pack with Google ads. So just out of curiosity, back to the question, when it comes to uh, just the overall, like, I guess, like, I guess if you look at it as like the net promoter score, right? Like how happy yeah. your agencies That's are right. or their clients sure. Sure. on these benchmarks, so, what do you see? So, yeah, so the, the metric we use is this. We, when we share with our agencies, we tell them, this is your cost per acquisition mm -hmm. per lead. That's, and they go and share that with the end client. Say, say, say it's urgent care. They will tell the urgent care, it's going to cost you, you know, XX dollars in this city to get a new lead, which means a form fill or somebody calling you. Right. One of the two. Or actually, sometimes the visit can be tracked or actually visiting you based on the Google Maps they're seeing. Right. So these things are going to cost you this much. And then our, we are measured against can we deliver? We give it, usually we give a range, um, a, a lower end, the higher end, and we will try to stay always uh, above the higher end. Other reason we give the range is when we start out with any agency or any client, initially it'll be higher. 
And as we optimize, it'll go down and start touching the bottom one. Within a month or two, starts touching the bottom. So we get measured against, and the client wants is, is how well we performed against that metric. And I'll give you the numbers, how well we are doing on those. But the, the big part I want to explain is when you consider SEO, when you consider Google ads, you consider anything where you're spending money in one, because SEO also, you're kind of spending money for content. So, right. so uh, uh, it's a longer term, long-term goals. Overall, it becomes quite cost-effective actually SEO. But end of the day, you're going to consider ROI. So a urgent care cares about is if I spend $1,000, I'm going to get, if I get 10 leads, it's worth it. If I get one lead for a thousand, it's not worth it. Right. So they care about cost with this given budget, how many actual leads can you deliver? And that's really what they should also, I mean, that is all they should think about. They should think about in terms of what is my cost per acquisition for lead. And sometimes some dental practices and others have not thought of this problem in those terms. Yeah. So we have to get the agencies to explain to them, hey, just start thinking that what is your, uh, what you're willing to pay to get that butt in the seat. In fact, that's the dentist community uses that. Yep. That's a terminology like butt in the seat, right? So, hey, I, just so heard that the... I just heard that yesterday from a doctor, getting butts in the seat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's like, what is the cost? What are you willing to pay? Yeah. Once they know that, then they can go to a provider who's doing either Google Ads and SEO, and they can tell you whether it, they can do it within, within that. So that's right. the first criteria they, uh, this is for end clients they should use. So what we do is, so this is the, this is the stats I can with the literally hundreds of clients we have live all the time. The thing we measure is we mark clients in three categories, performing, outperforming, or at risk. Three areas we have them. And performing is we are within the range, what will be promised. Right. Uh, outperforming is with the right circumstances, with the right things and right offers, sometimes we can do better than what we promised. So we have, uh, uh, we, and we track that, usually we have 15 to 20% are outperforming. They are better than, and I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, sometimes outperforming can be huge. We have a client in, this is not medical space, this is actually assisted living. So maybe extension of med medical space, assisted living. They're right. willing to pay $100 per lead. To visit them wow. and we're delivering it under 20 right now wow. so they're really we told them that's what it'll be and it's turning out to be 20 and in this case the reason it is off is it was new to us we had not done this so we gave them estimate it was not something we had 10 years of experience and it turned out so much better so this is definitely outperforming example underperforming would be that hey if we told them 100 and it's like it's coming out to 120 right and right. that's where so we have so that's those are the ones we consider under risk at risk. At risk actually has two things. We internally, we mark a client as at risk. Either we are underperforming, which we are not delivering, or yeah. the agency is non-communicated. Mm. So we have agencies for seven months. They've been using our service. They're paying. But when we call them for something to change, they just are too busy or not. And we consider right. those at risk because anybody in marketing agency business should know if they're not talking to you, Eventually they will, they will, they, that, which means they don't care what you're doing. Right. They, they, so eventually you will go. So we, so we 3% client at risk that includes underperforming. So that kind of tells you that 3% of ours, that includes the one who are doing fine, but they're not talking to us. Right. So they're paying money for seven months. So yeah, so it's, it's pretty good. And usually those 3% are completely new area. Right. I mean, uh, COVID testing, when COVID tested started happening, people wanted to do ads for COVID testing. We yep. had no idea. What, what it'll perform, yeah. right? It was new so to everybody, right? 
yeah so it's like so we just kind of start doing it and we figure out so those things are the ones where we might end up more at a risk and not be able to because we don't know what right. to do but right. otherwise all the ones where we have experience and where we have data it's like it's never a problem because it's a very data driven business yeah and so it, it always works then maybe hey, hey, asking you kind of you asked a side question in there very said um, real quick that that is so good right there and like i, I just want to pause there for a second because i think the audience needs to understand like if you're working with a marketing agency that can't show you the return on investment if they're just saying hey this is how much traffic you're going to get or this is how many leads you can potentially get and we don't really have any uh you know industry benchmarks like you're wasting money because that means they're testing on your dollar yep <laughs> so absolutely. what you're talking about is really uh, being able to do it in a way where there's so much historical data to show the proof in the pudding, so to speak, and yeah. meet that, meet those results based on what the client is willing to pay for those conversion. Now, like what you're saying is you can get maybe sometimes get well below, below that, uh, that number, yeah. or sometimes in, in, you know, smaller percentages that may be higher as you're learning. But I yeah. guess to, to, if you would just ask this question, you know, uh, if, if let's say, if you're talking to a doctor or a medical practitioner, what would you tell them to do before they even start spending money on marketing first? Absolutely, that's a great question. And agencies, this is agencies should be absolutely doing that. And 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 uh, uh, as a agency, we were working with doctors directly many years ago in a different agency. This was the uh, thing which we learned, and and agencies forget to ask that. I go and ask, the, and it's a, uh, go to somebody who's not done marketing, and you, you want to ask them, hey, what is your net margin? Mm. And they say, oh, why do you need net margin? Why do you need my, why do you need my finances? You're just a marketer, just go and sell my yep. stuff. Yep. I said, uh, no, you really need to know your net margin and what is your profit per client? What is the right. average? What is the minimum? Right. And then you explain to them, because I'm going to be helping you calculate what is the maximum you should pay to acquire that sit in, you know, button the seat, basically. Right. How? Because if your minimum net margin for even the simplest patient who walks in here for a year, and it will be good to get a lifetime, but life, we all talk about lifetime value. Reality is lifetime value, unless you are a business who's been doing this for 30 years, nobody has lifetime value. So just right. do a year's worth of value, and that's good enough to assume that's lifetime, because most likely lifetime will be slightly higher than that. Right. So if you do a year, so if you're going to make $1,000, so they cost, I mean, they pay you 12, but you really make $1,000 only, then you know 1,000 is what is your take home after paying all your expenses, paying your salary and everything. Then if you want to grow, you can spend all the way up to 1,000 to get next one, or right. maybe up to 999 to get the next one. Right. But you should not probably, the rule we use is we say, take 80% of that if you're a growth business. And you want to grow fast. No more than 800 you should ever spend because there could be error in calculation. There could be problems with things. Uh, not error in calculation, but error in estimation. So you put a buffer. If you are a business who are stable and you're not looking for fast growth, then right. no more than 50%. Do not spend more than that to get that person signed up and going with you. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's the first thing we ask. And, and, and they, they are kind of, then they're surprised. Oh, you're really talking about our business. I said, yeah, it's I don't want to tell you the marketing just because, oh, pay me so much. I'm going to do some marketing and something will happen. Yep. Yeah, something will for sure happen, but is it worth it for you? And if and some will say their margin is very low or whatever. I say, you're just not ready for the marketing. Right, right. right. 
go so and I, fix your business first. You know? Yeah, I'm, a good analogy to that is if you're starting a business like from scratch, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you're bootstrapping this business and you're good at making money. But if you don't have a CFO who is analyzing the data from, you know, your revenue all the way down to your liabilities and, and your net profit, and you don't know that you're racking up more expenses to lower that net profit margin, then you like eventually you're going to be in the negative in, in your, yep. your P&L and it's not going to be good for your business. And yep. so I love what you're saying because it's like helping uh, doctors and businesses in general to understand like it's not just it is about marketing, but it, it's also about the business being profitable. And for yep. us to do that, we have to ask these questions that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then and once they get it, they like us as a marketer. They say, man, yeah. these guys are on our side. Instead yep. of selling, they're trying to look after me, right? And if a marketer is not going to that level, they're probably not good. They're just trying to sell you something. <laughs> they don't care about your business. Basically. Yeah, I, I agree. Right? I agree. And, and so to that point, like when like I love what you're saying about the questions that need to be need to be asked up front. And if a doctor or let's say a business owner is listening to this episode, right? How do they hire a marketing agency? Like how do how do they know that they're hiring the right right company that knows what they're doing? Okay, certainly. So one thing which is works in every industry is experience is always good, right? Yeah. How much they have worked with your kind of a doctor, or at least as a doctor, is definitely good. The second one would be is tying to the first one. When they talk to you, are they talking marketing lingo? And they say, oh, we're going to do this, you know, this jazz. We're going to, yeah, it's a, we're going to use growth marketing techniques and you're going to do great. And like the doctor is thinking, yes, growth marketing must be good. It's growth, growth right? right? So are they using that language or they're spending time understanding your business? Hmm. If they are trying, spending time understanding your business, there is a reason. They are not business people. They are marketing people. End of the day, that data they're going to use to produce better marketing. Right. So the ones who use a lot of marketing lingo are, and you as a doctor will not know. So you'll be impressed, yeah. right? By those. So that's not, you know, uh, that's not something uh, you should look for. Instead, if they have experience, of course, they can show some case studies or uh, examples of what they've done. That'll be great. But sometimes they're even the newer ones, give them a chance. They might be cheaper, right? right? Because they're trying out and they might be experimenting with you, but they might have done marketing in some other area. They might not have a doctor like you. It's okay. At least they have. But can they understand the business? One line I use as a business, as a marketer, is that when I want to do marketing for somebody, I want to understand their business so well that I can start a competing business mm, and beat nice them. Yeah, right. That's, that's and then nice. sometimes some get scared when you tell them, oh, what do you mean? You want to set up a, you want to learn my finances? I said, really, I have no intentions to start up a clinic. But right. by understanding that, then I can see what you need for marketing. Right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And better. So, so, and, 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 and I, I use that quite a lot. And after, later I realized they actually like, I mean, end clients like that when they get somebody like that. Oh, Initially yeah. they might be wondering, why are they? So, so that's the other one. Look for, are they talking more about your business or about more about your marketing, or right. about their, their own marketing? If they talk more about your business, probably they're a better marketer, all right? And of course, the experience. Those are the two things. Uh, really what I would look for if I was trying to hire a marketer. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, you know, I, one thing I would add to that, the market agency needs to have resilience in getting the information they need. Because a lot of certainly, times, certainly. If, they, if, if they're really good at marketing, but they also are really good at, you know, understanding the business, sometimes mm -hmm. what we experience is just hard to get the information you need because 
to your point earlier, it's like doctors are like, we just, no, we just want you to go do marketing. No, we have to understand yeah. your business to be able to do it effectively, right? Because yeah. anybody could come in and sell you marketing, don't learn anything about your business. And then when you see the ad copy or the imagery on Facebook ads, or you see the content on Google ads, you're upset about it. And it's like, well, we gotta, we gotta spend time because you know that client knows their business better than anyone else, right? And so yeah. we, have to, we have to get in the mind of that, not just the owner and what his vision is, but also the data behind, you know, what the, the business is doing, but then also the audience that they're targeting. Like there's, there's, a, there's a lot of learning pieces. And I think if you do that well, you can make the campaigns effective. And so what, what would you say, like, if you, you know, it, like giving those insights to hire someone, right? You know, marketing agency um, and asking those questions, but then what, what should a client expect in the first 30 days of a marketing campaign? So uh, depending on what kind of campaign it is, say if it is SEO campaign, the expectation is a little bit, takes a little longer. Right. But in every case, whether it is SEO or a Google ads case, within the first week, you should be getting leads. So some is much faster than the other, right? Uh, a website change, probably it's going to be years before you'll see any actual difference. So there, are, there's a diff uh, there is a variety. But the main thing to look for, which applies across the board is, you should be able to tell within a month's time that is this every change which is happening is taking you where you want to get or not. Yeah. It's moving the needle in the right direction. If it is in the even 30 days, we say, oh, we're still working on it. There is no needle has not moved at all. And they're just saying we're still working on the strategy and there is a problem. Yep. Because even when we offer strategy in uh, the other business I own where we do marketing strategy, we offer strategy, even in the strategy, when we are working on the strategy, we can quickly find some low hanging fruit, right. which we can start fixing immediately. You don't yeah. have to wait for like coming up with the whole plan. Oh, this is broken. The form intake form is just not working. Just fix it now. And you'll right. immediately see results because of that, right? So you should for sure within 30 days. Of course, if you're doing Google PPC, not only results, you should see the results promise, which means you should get that leads with the promise for the first month. Immediately, like it's there's no waiting time with uh, Google Ads, right? Yeah. Because uh, you spend the money, it's like a faucet. You pay for the water, you open the faucet. Oh you know, yeah. And you know, and the only thing you need to look for is look for a good provider who can give you that uh, that water at a cheap rate. Basically, oh, yeah. somebody knows how to do the Google Ads. You know? Yeah, because that's that's how you make profit, right? Like yeah. that's just the, that's just the normal cash flow formula when you think about you know how to make money. Um, yeah. When when you think about some clients, right, where they want to hire in-house or they're still trying to decide on hiring a marketing company, right? Yeah. How did you, like, what's your advice on that? Like, as you, as you deal with, you know, you have your own marketing agency and you always also yeah. run a, uh, a white labeling, a Google ads company. What's your yeah. thoughts on hiring someone? So, marketing so if you're large, I would, I mean, I don't uh, like, we are a marketing agency. So if you ask a cobbler who needs fixing, yes, it's always, I can improve your shoe, right? I'm better right. than everybody else. True. But, if they're large enough, they could consider doing it in-house, but they got to think through carefully. If you are a, say, a dental office with even three or four dentists, and your receptionist tells you that, oh, I can do a little Facebook postings for you, and you pay that receptionist to do a little bit more things, that's really, you're not doing marketing. And no. somebody says, okay, there is a, a dental hygienist who says, pay me a little bit more, I'll do some Google ads for you, because yeah. I've done it in the past. That's not marketing. So don't right. do that. If you're going to do it, you've got to get dedicated people. And having one marketing person in-house does not make a marketing agency. Keep that in mind. Oh, marketing I, I, agency, I when you go to that, 
when you go to that, so you cannot hire one person and say they can do everything for you. They can do Google Ads, they can do Facebook listing, they can manage everything. They cannot because that is not possible. Marketing is very, very specialized. I mean, if you are from medicine field, just think about it like, hey, you don't want the uh, internist doing your heart surgery. It's almost that. You know, I know it's extreme. It's not right. life or death, but it might be life or death for the business, you know, yeah, if you did absolutely. something wrong there. So if you're going to go for it, get a set. I mean, if you're a large enough, maybe you're a nation, nationwide company, uh, which has, you know, franchise and all over, and you have the budget to get the, so you get the copywriter, get the, I mean, you could get them part-time. I'm not saying you, you could get away with that, but you have these separate skills, which you need, right? A growth marketer who thinks about where all areas of the ad person is ad specialist. In our case, I mean, just I'll give you, let's take a sliver of Google ads because that's what we do. Even in that, people think, oh, the Google helps you with ads. I can do Google ads. Yeah. In on our Google ads, you deal with the account manager who looks at the strategy. There is an ad specialist who actually runs the ads every day. There's a copywriter who actually writes the ads. Then there is a web designer who actually builds your landing page. Yeah. Then there's an auditor who audits your ads. So there are like five people working on one account to get the results. That's the way we can get these cost per acquisitions low. You cannot mm -hmm. have one person be able to do all those. So if you think you have the resources, you're large enough, or at least you can part-time hire all these and manage, it's nothing wrong in doing it in-house. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Most, of the most of the other cases, you will be served better by working with the agency because that's what they do for a living, right? Yeah. And, 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 and if you're worried about the cost of hiring a marketing agency, think of it. If they're not showing ROI, they're not worth it anyway. Right. That money you spend on them should give you more leads and more return. That's, as long as that's happening, you should be happy. Absolutely. And what I'll say to that, and those are all great points. Really, for most, most doctors, right, they're independent practice. They may have two or three locations. So they don't have, like, you're, like it's going to be hard to hire someone for all those different specialties or those skill sets. Yep. And so what I do like is when they have a marketing manager, yep, who yep. that person may have some marketing. It's a liaison, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a liaison yeah. between the doctor and the agency they're working with. And it's not just on the doctor to approve content or to approve, you know, strategy or talk through, you know, different, you know, campaigns that they're working through and looking at the numbers together. Because if a doctor doesn't have a marketing manager that can help with that, then there's a lot of things that, you know, to our point earlier, getting that business information sometimes that you know it falls through the cracks you can't really gather that because guess what he's practicing or yeah. she's practicing and so i think having a marketing manager is great but then if you do hire a marketing manager you can't expect that person to do all those things you just mentioned like yeah. no one typically know like it could be a very i don't even know what the percentages but a very low under one percent i'm assuming they would have all those skill sets yeah they can run google ads they can manage and this is effective to like produce like high dollar results where they can run Google ads, Facebook ads, uh, do SEO, they can build backlinks, they can write content, they can, they can design websites. Like most people can't do all those things. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, to your point, it definitely would make sense to hire an agency. And then last thing I would say on that is, it's still gonna be more cost effective um, from a labor standpoint for that, that business. Because yes. imagine if you start hiring those individual people and they have big salaries, like that's going to add up to a lot of, you know, very quickly, lot, lot of, very quickly. Yeah. employee costs. In this yeah. case, agency, most agencies are going to charge, you know, let's say for a doctor anywhere between, it could be $1,000 a month to $5,000 a month. But yeah. you're going to get someone who that, that has a, a, like a system of processes and strategies like yourself, but they also have the other resources 
to manage Google ads and strategize on that, the web design aspect of that, not having to hire each individual person to do those things. And so I guess one, one other question for you would be, you know, with Google ads and SEO, like both are, you know, can, can have a major return um, from a marketing standpoint. Do you do one or the other or you do both? I think you should always do both. With right. the, my idea in mind is that SEO is a long-term strategy. They keep yep. giving you for less, eventually in longer term, it turns out cheaper than Google Ads. Google Ads is like, a, a, so it's the SEO is a little bit like waiting for the rain. It'll happen. Yep. It'll not happen every year at the right time, right? So, right. You, but still, rain is a cheapest way to do your, build your, not build your whole irrigation system. But right. the irrigation system which you build, which has, it's like, hey, you turn it off and turn it off, it costs you money. Right? right. So it's okay. You got to do that because rain is free when it happens. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, so, so you want to plan for longer term with SEO while use the Google ads to start going at it quickly and always have a guaranteed number of leads coming in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to look at two um, really good points there is really dominate the space. Right. If, yep. if someone, cause you're going to get more conversions from a you know a platform that people are searching for what they want when they need it yep. so they're yep. searching for a dentist in charlotte or dentist in texas they looking for a dentist and, and it's a very intent-based search they're not on facebook just scrolling you gotta you know pop up and they're like uh, i may be interested and then when you call them because they submitted their uh like they submitted the form they don't know this is a random number calling them they don't answer so the conversions yep. may be a little a little lower but it can still be effective with Google Ads and SEO, they're already searching for you. And if you're showing up, if your Google Ads showing up, right, at the top, and then that local three-pack, if your Google My Business showing up at the top from an SEO standpoint, and then right below the local three-pack where they have 10 website list, websites listed, if your website's showing top three, like you're dominating the space right there. Like you're yep. Google Ads at the top, Google My Business. So when they, it's more of a, a branding strategy to really get them to see your value and the effort you're putting into your marketing to, you know, meet that pain point um, to solve whatever that patient or that customer's problem is. So I, I definitely agree wholeheartedly, like should be doing both. Um, one, one last thing, I know we talked about, you know, you, you showing some type of case study. Um, yeah. We'd love to like have you share your screen and um, talk us through any results from a Google Ads perspective. Sure. So we talked about quite a few and we were talking about maybe earlier uh, plastic surgery and I was thinking if we stay in medical field, plastic surgery is very specialized. I'll show that and okay. I'll show one urgent, urgent care, which is a general doctor situation okay. quickly, right? And so that way you kind of compare that there's a big difference in the cost per acquisition for those. Yeah, let me, let me share my screen. Yeah, because I think like with podcast too, while you're pulling that up, you know, or any type of meeting online where, you know, people hear people talk about, what they do and how they do it, but being able to show the the results. Um, yeah. I'm a so let's do it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, certainly. You can see my screen, right? Yep. So I'm going to look, uh, I'm going to look away. Look, oh, maybe I'll put it here and then I don't look like I'm looking at something else. <laughs> it's on the different screen. So is it still uh, probably? Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a gray screen right now. Yeah. Oh, there so we go. Let me, okay. So. Yeah, it's okay. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I guess they're looking at case study. Nobody's looking at me. So I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking at a different screen. So my face is looking at that monitor. So, okay. okay. So it's a, uh, so this is a case study for a plastic surgeon, 180 days. 
So this actually was run for six months. It ran after that, but at six months, we took a snapshot basically. Right. Uh, right. So, uh, and uh, let's go to, yeah. So this was the client goals. They were willing to pay. They said, hey, cost per acquisition of between 55 to 100 would be great. That's what we set up. Okay. And uh, like, Basically, it means in this case is there will be either a form fill or a phone call and phone call is actual phone call where something gets recorded. All the ads we do, the cold call is recorded so they can check. It's not a spam okay. call or it's like drops in two seconds. Okay. So a um, real call or real, real form. Yep. A quick, quick question that with phone calls, are you looking at a certain length of the call? Or, and then yes. how, and So then we, how? we consider if it is less than 30 seconds, it's just phase. Okay. Okay. So not, has, what, there's not a duration tied to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. because otherwise it's like usually nobody can finish in 30. Usually right. after 30 seconds, it goes goes on for long. So yeah, so that kind of call. Sorry? Like, to your point earlier, like how do you track spam? So uh, basically in the calls, it's tracked. I mean, you can see we also use uh, uh, third-party tools, in this case called Plixies. Yeah. What it does is basically there are uh, spam bots and others which ClickSees keeps recognizing, they are automatically removed, which means you don't pay for them. So in fact, we put in the report we send out, we actually send, send out also how much we saved in money by not getting the fake click. Because right. every time a click is stopped, it's tracked. It would right. have cost you so much for the click, it didn't happen. So th that's, that's uh, one of the things we uh, use uh, quite effectively to uh, get rid of most. Does it, some will go through right. uh, still, but the percentage drops quite a lot at that point. Awesome. Okay. And if somebody's even if somebody's trying to target you, which means say your competition decides, you know, hey, I'm gonna just get my secretary to go and keep clicking on their ads. Yeah. So to increase their cost. So that can be tracked also. What happens is the frequency is tracked and automatically it goes in the blocker and they will not see the site anymore. If they go oh, faster than a certain rate, we just yeah. block the IP immediately. Yeah. So this is this is the add-on things we use uh, on our site beyond Google. Awesome. That's smart. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. So in this case, the fifty-five to hundred was the goal, and I think the easiest way is just directly going to the results. So um, we got the CPA cost per acquisition of eighty-one dollars. So it's below hundred. So they were happy with that, and seventy-four conversions total, and so and the conversion rate is seven point two seven, which means once they landed on the page, seven point two seven percent people actually filled a form or called. So that's not too bad either. And the, I think there is a, this probably is better. This is actually coming from Google. So social proof in the sense, really what happened. So there were 47,000 uh, impre uh, impressions in this period. So that many times the ad was shown right. over a thousand clicks and the click through rate was 2.16, which means 2% of every hundred actually clicked on the ad. The money spent was there, it's there. And they ended up getting 74 conversions. Well, that's awesome. So now this is a, the way to think about it is that for $6,000, 74 conversions. And these are conversions are form filled. Not every one of them went for plastic surgery, right. but I can bet even if seven went, 6,000 is definitely not, you know, too much to oh, pay yeah. for seven of them signing up, right? I mean, again, conversion Absolutely. probably from 74 was higher than that, but 74 of them actually reached out. So yeah, so that's a uh, definitely a success case study there and uh, uh, they were very happy with that of course the other one which because this is a plastic surgery where 
you would say the cost is, you know, the every procedure is higher cost. Right. Right. Now, in the urgent care, they or turns out in their case also the range they gave us was same, fifty to hundred. But okay. let's see what happened now that you guys have seen the charts. So this came down a little bit lower, cost per acquisition, fifty-seven compared to the other one, which is good because I think urgent care probably makes a little bit. Urgent care still makes more than a regular doctor's office per visit, probably, but uh, but lesser right. than plastic surgery, probably, right? Right. So uh, so they they were happy with that, and conversion was here was thirteen percent, and I'll go to the same kind of a chart again, and I'll keep this up a little bit more so read it. So end of the day, they spend uh, four thousand six hundred sixty-seven dollars. I mean, this is the exact number and dates with what we did, and they ended up with seventy-three. Uh, no, eighty-one. Eighty-one total conversions. Right. So that's a breakdown: seventy-three on phone, eight on the web. Right. So eighty-one total conversions, and it cost them fifty-seven sixty-two. So this is what the end number here for what money you spend and how many you got divided by that, that's 57. That's really what matters. And oh, yeah, for sure. Right? So if they look at it, okay, 81 of them. And I, I bet in case of urgent care, the actual people who showed up and did some business was higher than, there, there I said, oh, maybe seven out of 70. Here it's probably was higher. Right. Because, uh, you know, in case of plastic surgery, probably they decide and check around a little bit more. Here it's urgent care. They probably wanted to go there. Yeah. So here conversion is going to be much much higher right 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 so 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 that's yeah so those are the these are actual so we have this for 147 different niches wow that's awesome so they and we have uh, studies like this if they are beyond 147 then we go with as i was talking about uh, the assisted living situation we don't have data so we give we'll still give you an estimate because that estimate comes from google we can Put in numbers and Google will tell us you'll probably cost this much. That's a little bit less reliable because Google is a little bit overly optimistic when yeah. they're trying to sell you the ads. Yeah. In our case, this is from actually running a client and knowing the numbers what's possible, right? Okay. And Google's numbers will be usually lower. So we say, hey, just take it for the grain of salt. This is what Google thinks it'll be. It might be higher, but at least you have something, right? right? And right. to start with, and then let's go and try to beat it. That's yeah, how absolutely. we work with the new ones. Absolutely. And then I think what I love about this, too, is really being able to have that much data. <clears throat> and then to your point earlier, to sum this up, really is being able to see, OK, what what demographics work the best, um, what yeah. income levels work yeah. the best, you know, what yeah. keywords work the best. And you can see that even though these these businesses may be in different area areas, you can create, you know, benchmarks and, and you know, specific goals based on how thousands of these campaigns that are in similar uh, niches were able to perform and then really yeah. help a new client that's very similar skip a lot of hurdles to get to the result much faster. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and there, is, there, is, yeah, there is a lot of intelligence which goes into doing these ads beyond just plugging them in. I'll give you an example story which will help probably. A dentist. So dentist, which we learned is working with dentists, their problem is if you're in a rich neighborhood, Usually people, education level is higher. They have lesser dental problems. Right. And the rent to keep an office there is more. But higher education means they take care of their teeth. So right. nothing much happens. They cannot build more, right? right? And if you go in a poorer neighborhood, a lot more people with problems, but they don't have the money. Yeah. So what, what are they to do? So in this case, this dentist was in the richest. He said, hey, offer them all these vanity treatments. 
mm. because they will go for all that, right? Yep. So those are the kind of things which we are able to help them that you offer what should be in the Google ad, you know, uh, free, you know, teeth whitening with the first visit or right. those kind of things work really well with the, in a, uh, other places. So do those, so start offering those kind of things, right? And, and then right. they, we even build up a service every three months or six months, you come back for this vanity treatment, right? And people will sign up for that. Right. So the, that level of knowing what to offer and all comes with experience, right? Oh, yeah. This is not something yeah. we can make it up on fly. We have to, because we have done this and we have worked with this. So we kind of know oh, these kind of things is what needs to be tried. So that's what you're talking about, the demographics, knowing where your customer is and what yep. matters is, is very, very important. Oh yeah, absolutely. And one last thing I'll say to that is what I love about Google ads as well is that you're able to, let's say if you're, your target community is a, a, a wealthier area, right? There's still going to be surrounding areas that sure. you can go after. You right? can go after, yes. Yeah, yeah with, with the zip code targeting, city level yeah. targeting. And you can't really do that with SEO as, as effectively, right? Yeah. SEO, yeah. you're going to rank very well. You can rank very well in your city or town because Google's algorithm really looks at proximity of the user to your, your business. So you need, that user needs to be really close to the business for you to rank high or you need to have a city in your address that is for that keyword, right? With Google ads, like you could target any city zip code, right? Like, yep. like you, it yep. doesn't matter. So you can get more, more customers or patients from surrounding towns and be strategic about it versus trying to, like it's much harder with SEO. So yeah, um, yeah that's, that's a great insight. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Avi, this was amazing. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I think, uh, just the knowledge and, and expertise and the experience that you that you kind of explained uh, through this episode was tremendous. Um, I'm excited for the viewers to listen to this. We'll, we'll get it out there and share it. But if anybody wants to contact you or, or learn more about Invisible PPC, how can they how can they reach out to you? So uh, invisiblepc.com will has a contact form they can do. My email address is avi avi. Since you guys are listening to this, you can directly reach out to me as well, and that's okay. Uh, uh, you'll probably, I'll initially start the email, then probably assign an account manager who to work with you. But uh, initially, I'm fine. Uh, I can get email. Uh, and we have a lot of resources there also at invisibleppc.com, especially for agencies who are working with healthcare clients. There are a lot of resources, what they can use, et cetera. So browse around, check there, and have questions, just reach out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll include that information in the chat. I hope you don't get bombarded with a thousand emails uh, after this episode is, <laughs> is shared, but this was so powerful. So great. Uh, Avi, we appreciate your time and uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Thank you, Lamar. Appreciate it. Absolutely.